You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schwick. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that I, I, I guess I should just let it die, but I, don't, I really don't understand this teller thing. I've asked people to explain to me what it means, and I've gotten basically one explanation that kind of makes sense, but really the, the number is zero. Honestly, the only thing that makes sense, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, which I doubt, but Miles Teller, who I believe is an actor, I don't know, I've never heard of him, um, he and his fiance wife, I don't know, who's maybe also an actor, actress, I don't know. Anyways, there's a couple hanging out with Rogers and Shailene in Hawaii for a wedding or something, I don't know. Miles is hanging out at some restaurant. Somebody takes a picture of Miles and the lady he's with. Presumably either Rogers or Shailene took the picture. Probably Shailene because, I mean, it's usually females that are taking pictures, right? Even if you want to hand the the phone over, like, hey, can you take our picture? You're not going to hand it to the dude because he's just going to hold it up, go click, and there you go. It's We don't care, right? It's stupid. Just uh, here you go. That's Both of you are in the photo. What's the problem? Well, it's not center, and there's too much light, and my eyes are closed, and that's not even me you took a picture of. Blah, blah, blah. I hate whining all the time. So you hand it to a female, and she knows how to do it properly, and it looks nice, and then you're happier, and you can put it on social media and not be embarrassed because you have seven chins or whatever the problem is. It's a nice photo. So let's say Shailene took it. Miles then ha- takes his phone back, puts it on Twitter with the caption that says, Cheers to signing with the Packers. I'm just curious what it's supposed to mean. That's all I'm saying. Like, well, he's trolling you. What? Okay, but what is the troll? Is he pretending Rogers signed with the Packers? Is he pretending they signed with the Packers? Like, because she's holding up her glass. Like, cheers, we signed with the Packers. Somebody else had mentioned it's that wide receiver we grabbed from the Eagles because they're Eagles fans, and it's like, hey, congratulations to you, Eagle, for signing with the Packers, but... I mean, you want to talk about a stretch, like, hey, Shailene, can you take our picture? I want to send a congratulations to some guy that I probably have never even heard of and doesn't know that we're even talking about him, that he signed with the Packers. We, we want to do it just for him while we're all on vacation having fun. That, that, that's a stretch for me. What does this mean? It's just, it's just weird to me because everybody's like, dude, that's a troll. Like, how? Who signed with the Packers? What are you talking about? Honestly, the thing that makes the absolute most sense is that this would be breaking news that Rogers signed. And, and I'm just kind of shocked because I don't think this is the case, but I, I would have expected as soon as this hit, Packers Twitter would have exploded with, dude, he just signed. Because honestly, that's, that makes the most sense. Congratulations to Rogers to signing with the Packers. That makes the absolute most sense. They're out celebrating. They got drinks. They're congratulating Rogers. Nobody even went down that path. I saw like a couple people in a couple comments, but like it didn't catch on anywhere. It just was accepted. This is a troll. But again, it's like, dude, if if this is your attempt to make me feel bad about something, I don't even know how how this is supposed to do that. Dude, we got him. You got who? Got you. Me? Yeah. For what? I said sign with the Packers. Who signed with the Packers? I don't know. Just 
Signed with the Packers. What does that mean? I signed with the Packers? No. You signed with the... No. Who signed with the Packers? I don't know, dude. Cheers to signing with the Packers. Boom. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Somebody pointed out it's probably like an inside joke, which I guess, if we assume it has nothing to do with Rodgers, that might be the thing that makes the most sense. But you put it on a platform for everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of weird. Like, hey, I'm going to blast this inside joke out to everybody that doesn't get it. What do you guys think? Right? I, I don't know. Or just, uh, what's like a single sentence I could say to make everybody just go, huh? If that was the goal, then he just nailed it. But even that, even if it was like, let's pretend to break some news, the, the verbiage isn't even right. He doesn't have to sign with the Packers. He already has a contract. I guess if it's a new, you know, signing his extension, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's the weirdest thing, and it's really just starting to annoy me. And I, again, I think part of the reason it annoys me is because everybody's, like, pretending they get it. Like, oh, he got us. Like, what wh- wh- What do you mean? Ah-ha, you're that guy. But what does it mean? I gotta go. <laughs> get out of here. So, st- and it pops up every five seconds, like, this guy's a troll. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. It makes me crazy. It makes me a little nuts. Ugh, I just want to understand. And if it's in, it just, it's, it's, it's almost like the Aaron Rodgers situation all over again. Like, I don't care. Just tell me what's going to happen. Like, stay, leave, trade, sit out. Just give me an answer so I can move on with my life because I can't let it go. Anyways, um, I had a question on the Patreons. By the way, um, I usually say this until the break, but I think I forgot to say thank you, so I want to get that out of the way. Um, not out of the way, but I want I to address it. It's the opposite of what I was trying to say. I'm trying to say, like, I want to give it extra respect, and I just made it sound worse. So I want to get this stupid thing out of the way. Jeez, why do I suck at this job? Mr. Henrik Lindbergh jumping in on Patreon, which, by the way, the amount of people from Sweden on my Patreon is pretty shocking. I'm assuming Henrik is from Sweden based on the currency that he used on uh, Patreon. But uh, Sweden is the, let's see, U.S. is number one, then Canada, U.K., Australia, Germany, Brazil, and Sweden. So that would be seventh. So it's up there in terms of audience size, but still, it's pretty impressive, and I do appreciate that. I mean, I haven't done this in a while, but it's so crazy coming back and looking at this. I still feel, you know, like, there's probably what would it be? Roughly a hundred people that I interact with, whether that be regularly on the Facebook group, on Facebook chat, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, right? At at varying degrees, not like every day. But to me, that's like, I know my audience. I don't know jack about my audience, dude. (laughs) Not a single thing. There's so many people from so many places. Other large audiences... Uh, Mexico, Ireland, Puerto Rico, Denmark, Switzerland, Japan, and New Zealand. But, I mean, just about, I mean, there's, there's not even that many countries in the world. Just what? According to Google, 195. I know there's some dispute about the exact number, but let's call it 195 because that's what Google says. I've got to be close to 195 in terms of the total on here. In other words, by far the majority of countries are on this list. Nigeria, Dominican Republic, Russian Federation, Singapore... Bolivia, Serbia, Chile, uh, Paraguay, Virgin Islands, Uruguay, Romania, India, Djibouti, Botswana, Taiwan. And no, I'm not going to apologize for calling that a country. Sorry. Ghana, Colombia, 
I'm just skipping the big ones and going with the smaller ones because it's kind of more crazy. Uzbekistan, Ethiopia, Ecuador. It's just, it goes on for Aruba. The 100,000 people in Aruba. I don't know. It's crazy. But I do appreciate the support from everybody. Granted, a lot of this probably has to do with VPNs, but I'll take it. <laughs> I have no idea how that works. Anyways, thank you, Henrik. Um, the question is from Earl uh, Reichel in uh, the Patreons. He says, and I have heard this before, have we considered Aaron is actually threatened by Jordan Love? I have considered it, and again, it kind of just comes down to what makes the most sense. I obviously don't know. Um, by the way, everybody on Twitter just saying, can we just wait? No, I have a podcast that I do daily. I can't just wait until we know things. That's not how this works. Maybe you're not talking to me because you understand my position, but if you are, the answer is no, just so you know. It's kind of a ridiculous thing to say, honestly. And really, nobody believes that. It's really just a way of saying, I don't like what you're saying, so please shut up, which is a very popular thing today. It really is. Because can you imagine if, like, that person came over to your house because you guys are friends and you're hanging out, and he's like, dude, Vikings game this Sunday. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, can we just wait? I'm sorry, what? I'm just saying, Vikings game, like, I think we got this. Whoa, whoa, dude, can we please just wait until the game is over and we find out what happens? I hate when people predict the future. Ugh. Why do you talk about things that are going to happen? It's disgusting. It's repulsive. Nobody does that. Whenever anybody says, can we just wait? It's, they're just, it's their way of saying either I'm tired of hearing people talk about it or I don't like the conversations people are having and I want you to stop. Guess what? The answer to that question is no. Because people that are talking about it want to talk about it and it's none of your freaking business. You worry about yourself. We're worried about ourselves, okay? Jeez. Can you just stop having conversations that I don't like? No, go away. I don't know why people think they can just tell people what they can do all the time. Same thing I say every year about like mock drafts and like, oh, you guys know that you don't know what's going to happen. Can we just wait? No, this is fun. This is what I do. Mock drafts are fun. There's an entire community. The NFL draft is like an entity unto itself. It's like separate from the NFL. It's an entire community of people that love the draft, love talking about the draft. There are draft podcasts that are going on year-round that are talking about next year's draft right now. You know why? Because people enjoy it. If you don't like it, go away. You don't have to stand there. It's like, it's like if a political club got together to talk politics and you picked up a flyer and drove out to the meeting and said, I don't think we should discuss politics. <laughs> Get out! Why are you here? Go away! Anyways, I just, I keep seeing that. It's like, would you just stop. Just go away. Again, this is what happens when, instead of doing it when I'm really tired, I uh, do it when I sleep in and get a bunch of coffee. It just takes me 85 minutes to get to the point. Um, no, I don't think it makes the most sense. I think, in fact, it's almost the exact opposite. Not that he's not necessarily not threatened by love. Here, here's what I mean. Again, it's really just, let's, let's role play this, uh, you know, for a second. You're Aaron Rodgers. You got to see Jordan Love play for like eight seconds and think he's really good and things are and he's going to take your job, um, which already kind of is, is iffy because there were not a lot of great reports about Jordan Love coming out and he had almost no opportunities to prove anything. And let me pause here. I'm not necessarily talking about how he doesn't like the pick and he's worried that the Packers are trying to push him out. I'm talking specifically he thinks Jordan Love is going to win the job. If that was the case, the number one thing you want to do is push them into giving you a contract allegedly that's already happened, and he said no. Beyond that, the last thing in the world you'd want to do is be away right now and let Jordan Love not only impress the coaches, but learn from the coaches. 
You want to choke him off from any ability to learn the system because right now the reason the Packers are begging for him to come back, it's not because they've got a ton of opportunity to see Jordan Love and they think he's really bad. It's because they've had no opportunity to see him or work with him and they know Jordan Love isn't ready right now. If you come back, guess what? That doesn't change. They're going to be working with you. They want to make sure you're ready. You work with the number ones. You get the attention of the head coach, the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator. Obviously not all of it, but you're going to get a lot of it. This is the best possible thing that could happen for Jordan Love in terms of of giving the Packers the power and the ability and the confidence to say, you know what, I think he is ready. Really, the only thing that makes sense as far as him staying away, unless he's very confident that, well, there's two things. There's only two reasons you're going to stay away right now. Number one, you want them to see Jordan Love as very good, or you just don't care because you want to be traded and you don't want to come back because it's completely, it doesn't make any difference. Or it's the exact opposite where you're not threatened at all. You've watched him play. You think he's complete garbage and you're like, he ain't going to win Jack. I'll sit out here and they'll come begging. Those are the two most likely scenarios. I tend to think it's, it's the first one. He doesn't care. And if anything, he hopes Jordan Love can show them something. Because then the Packers will build that confidence and be able to say, okay, I think we are okay to be able to trade him. There aren't a lot of scenarios I can build in which the things that have happened happen because Aaron Rodgers is so threatened by Jordan Love. He turned down a contract, which doesn't make sense, allegedly. He's staying away from Green Bay, which doesn't really make a ton of sense because if it's really just a matter of he just wants to play for the Packers, staying away is not the best option. And again, it, it, it sounds to me like the Packers have been begging and pleading for him to come back, and he's saying no. If it's a matter of, I want to play instead of Jordan Love, it sounds like the Packers are ready, willing, and able to have him come back, and he's just saying no thank you. Anyways, um, kind of planning on a shorter day because it's Saturday. So instead of launching into the next thing, I think we'll take a break right here. We'll come back, and I want to talk a little bit um, about the Aaron Jones interview, and then I want to, since I'm already in kind of an angry, ranty mood, Talk a little bit about that fourth down decision to kick a field goal, which was the right decision, but now apparently the revisionists are coming out and uh, claiming it was the worst. Somebody was just going on a rampage saying it was the worst decision in NFL history and should be a fireable offense. These people are stupid. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. 
Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Uh, no, sir. We never talked about that, and um, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think I, st- I still be here. This is home. This is where I, I love to be. I love the coaches, the my teammates, the community, uh, the system, everything. So this is, I feel like this is where I still would have been. That is Aaron Jones talking about uh, the Green Bay Pack. Is I tell you what, man. I, jeez, uh, that was that was tough. Just listening to, I don't know if you listened to the interview with Aaron Jones, but um, it wasn't just Aaron Jones saying, this is, this is my home, I love Green Bay, I love being here, I love everything about it, but it was the fact that through the entire interview, he's choking back tears about his dad. I just, you know how every once in a while you meet somebody and it's like, this is just a really, really good dude. And you can say that about a lot of guys, but I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about good dude, there's really good dudes, and then there's really, really good dudes. Like, rare, this guy is unique. You don't just come across guys like this very often. I, I've mentioned before, I'm kind of weird. I don't really like going to games. I also don't really like jerseys. I don't. I just, I, I don't, I can't get into it. I don't see the point of it. I have a hard enough time going up and changing my shirt into a Packers shirt during a game because it's like, yeah, I just, I just want to watch the game. I don't care. Much less jerseys. But I'm not kidding. As I was listening to this interview, it's like, I should get an Aaron Jones jersey or get my son an Aaron Jones jersey or something. There's those, those rare moments where it's football, but it's also beyond football. And it's, it's where beyond football and football blend together, right? This is something bigger than football, but we're still talking about football. And it kind of shows you how special football can be. It's not just throwing and catching. And I think Aaron Jones is the embodiment of that. He's able to blend how special his dad is to him with football, right? He's carrying that with him as far as certain goals that he's made up um, by himself, but also with his dad that he's going to carry with him. They kept hammering him on, what are your goals? It's like, God, geez, guys, leave him alone. It was getting kind of weird. Like three different people, like, can you tell us, like, what are you, like, they wanted him to give statistics. Like, I don't know, man, I'm hoping for like 1,500 yards and and 20 touchdowns. (laughs) Like, just cool it. But, um it it also gave me reassurance again i've been kind of concerned about the um the reaction that may come with the Aaron cuz i don't know the locker room dynamics i don't know if aaron rodgers is the the leader and if he walks away everybody kind of follows or um or what the situation is but just hearing aaron jones come in and be like look i you know i don't love aaron he's my guy you know he was happy for me when i got my contract but uh, i'm not really concerned about what he's doing over there i got to focus on me and uh, you know the question specifically was if Aaron, if you'd have known Aaron wasn't coming back, would you have not, which is a big talking point about people. If he would have known Aaron wasn't coming back, he never would have signed. He flat out was like, I don't know what you're, t- that's ridiculous. It has nothing to do with my decision. And I've already laid that out. I've showed many times when players take money from teams that are not very good because they just want the contract. Now, he did take a smaller contract than was expected, but we don't know what the higher end offers were. We heard from his agent that he had some massive offers. We don't know exactly what they would have been. But either way, he just spelled it out and said, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers didn't play into my decision. He says, I love this team. I love everything about it. And, and, and again, it wasn't just because you could say, well, he's just saying that because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to tell the truth. But when you listen to him, it makes a lot of sense. He's like, I, I really I don't care, dude. I'm focused on me. I know the Packers. I know Matt LaFleur. I know this scheme. 
I know the offensive line. I know the other running backs and the wide receivers. This is my home. I do well here in this system at this time. And I made the decision that I would rather be here than somewhere else. My decision was not wrapped up in only if Aaron Rodgers comes back. And I, I, I'm hopeful and I'm confident that a lot of the other players, most of the other players, hopefully as close to all the other players, are in the same mindset in terms of I'm just doing what I think is best for me. And that's my number one priority. You know, I like Rodgers and I hope he comes back, but I, that has nothing to do with me. And again, that's kind of how I feel with Devontae. I don't think his decision to stay out has to do with Rodgers. And I have varying degrees of uh, confusion as to people staying away. Again, Devontae, I don't think he needs the time. Um, he did lose a lot of money, which is concerning as far as probably a, there being some kind of a contract dispute. MVS and EQ, like I said, are, and Lazard are, are iffy to me. I kind of get it, but I also feel like there's something behind it. I don't think it's Rodgers. I have a feeling it has something to do with some form of solidarity, whether that's just with the union who has been pushing for players to not show up, whether it's with the wide receiver group for whatever reason, whether it's with Devontae, whether it's just Rodgers, I don't know. Or it could just be a massive coincidence. But I tend to think that groups hang out with each other, and the wide receivers hang out with each other. They talk to each other more than anybody else, and maybe they just started talking, and they agree with you know, the, the stance that the union is taking, that we need to show us a, a strong show of solidarity, and they were the only ones that basically did it, and everybody else is like, I don't know, dude, I got work to do. But in terms of how much I care, again, I, I think there are certain guys that needed to be there. And yes, I am going to say Funches. It's another one where people are like, oh, so you're just going to tell him what to do with his life? That's, that's, especially people that are media people saying that, dude, that's literally all you ever do. That's your only job, is to critique everything. When somebody on a football field does something right, you say that they did it right. When they do something wrong, you complain that they did it wrong. I'm not going to name names, but I'm very tempted for some of these media members who are suddenly on the Devin Funches train of you can't tell him what to do. The next time a player fumbles, I'm going to ask them to tell me everything you know about being a oh you know about being a running back, you know about how to hold a football and about so 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 you know all about being a running back and in this scheme and everything else and just just throwing a bunch of nonsense out there as though you can't just make a simple assessment based on information in front of you. Because that's what they're doing. This is not hard to assess. Devin Funches should be there. I'm not telling him what to do. I don't care. It's just a very simple observation based on information. Hasn't played in a long time. I think he should be there. Has spent almost no time. And, and look, I'm, I'm excited about Funches because he's been very, like, motivated. And I really want this. And I can't wait to show everybody. It's like, all right, cool. And this is his first opportunity to get in there and grind and show everybody. And he's like, nah, I'm going to take a vacation. I'm going to plan a vacation during that time. Like, okay. Okay, dude. And again, maybe it's similar to everything else. It's, you know, he would, would have liked to have been there, but he got wrapped up in this whole show of solidarity against going to OTAs or whatever, whatever, dude, right? Sticking with your brothers over, you know, it's an us against them mentality, which is a losing mentality because you're betting against yourself. This is an opportunity for you to get better and to further your career. The Green Bay Packers want you to show up so they can help you be the best version of yourself so that you can go on the field win the number two job as wide receiver, rack up a bunch of stats, and then get yourself massively paid. The Packers, the bad guy, this evil corporation that just wants to hold you down, that's their goal, is to make you massively rich, to get you another contract, to prove everybody wrong. They want to help you do that. You're betting against yourself right now. But okay, yeah, I'm the bad guy. I'm telling him what to do. You can't tell. Okay, fine. You're right. I'm not trying to tell him what to do. I'm just saying his decision was stupid. As a matter of fact, he can do whatever he wants. I don't care. It was stupid. That's all I'm saying. I don't care if people are stupid. People are stupid all the time. I'm just going to say it out loud, that's all. Don't bet against yourself. Don't get wrapped up in this whole us-versus-them mentality. They're trying to help you. Go let them help you. That's it. Go to work. 
You've been on vacation for two years now. Go to work. Oh, what, you don't think he's working out? Yeah, that's what I think. I think he's skipping OTAs so that he could fly to Hawaii and sit on the beach so that he can work out. That was, his, that was the best way for him to better himself is to go to Hawaii. Yeah, that's what I think. Stop asking stupid questions. Oh, what, he can't work out? Yeah, I'm sure he's lifting weights while he's there. I'm sure he gets up and he eats a healthy breakfast and he lifts weights and he goes to the beach. Is that as good as going to OTAs? No, it's not. If you're Aaron Rodgers or Devontae or Bakhtiari, can you get away with that and probably not really lose very much because you've been in this system, you've been with this team for such a long time and you're really good at what you do? Yeah, probably. I don't think it could hurt, but I'm not going to throw a fit about it. Funches, though? Nah. Equinemius? Nah. MVS is is iffy. I don't think he's necessarily going anywhere, but I think MVS is one of those guys where he's going to keep his job because there's not a lot of better options, especially better long-term options. But he is far from a finished product. He is a one-trick pony. Maybe once every other game, he gets a 40-yard reception. That's his whole thing. I feel like there's a lot that he could be working on to take his game to the next level, because that's a great thing as a side thing. But Doing all the other things is really important in terms of being a really good wide receiver. And again, he has not gotten massively paid. And at this rate, he's never going to get massively paid. He's never going to get that big boy contract. Has he just given up on it? Does he not care about it? Is he just like, this is what it is, and I'll get a couple million more bucks before I'm out of the NFL, and I'll be happy with that? I don't understand. But again, I do whatever you got to do. I just, I, I, I don't think you can make the case that your number one priority is getting better and doing the absolute best you can at every opportunity to make yourself better, but also, I'm just not going to show up. Those two things do not work together, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. Anyways, I know we've talked about it, but it's been a while, and for some reason it keeps coming up, so uh, we're going to talk about it again. The way that this is generally phrased is that um, the Packers made the decision to kick a field goal instead of going for it, um to win the game or or something to that effect, leaving out several details. First of all, this team that was scoring basically 30 points every week is 32, 35, 40, 24 against the Panthers, but 31, 30, 41, 31, with the exception of that one bad game against the Panthers, 30s and 40s every week. This was likely their, their final or possibly second to last drive, and they had 23 points up until this point, and uh, Tampa Bay had 31. So the defense wasn't doing great. The offense couldn't do jack squat. They come out with a real nice run by A.J. Dillon for nine yards, setting up second and one. They decided to take a deep shot for MVS, getting 29 yards. Great start, right? Now we're in Tampa Bay territory. First and 10 from the 28. Third and one, pass to Devontae for 11 yards, right? So now this is, this is where we're at. First and eight from the eight, right? First and goal from the eight-yard line. Incomplete to Alan Lazard. Incomplete to Devontae. Incomplete to Devontae. The idea that Aaron Rodgers wasn't given a chance is a little misleading. (laughs) He had a chance, incomplete. He had another chance, incomplete. He had another chance, incomplete. The Packers have been having a lot of problems in the red zone, punching it in. Here's another example. By the way, the previous drive, three and out. The drive before that, three and out. That's how the fourth quarter went. Three and out, three and out. And now we're in this spot, and we go boom, 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 incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Now, it's possible that they get a touchdown, but here's the other thing. They don't only have to get a touchdown. They have to get a two-point conversion after that, and that's just to tie it, and then the Buccaneers have a lot of time left on the clock. 
Tom Brady, after that field goal, had over two minutes left. Over two minutes. So it's fourth down and eight yards to go after two incompletes against a defense that this offense can't do jack against. And you're really saying the best possible scenario here is we're going to go for it, we're going to get a touchdown, we're going to go for it again, we're going to get a two-point conversion, and then we're going to kick off, and we're going to get a defensive stop, and then we're going to go back and kick a field goal and win the game. Or we just kick the field goal now, and then we get a stop, and then we come back and just have to get a touchdown. We don't, because we don't need two points. I guess the other thing to do, because we needed to get a stop and come back and score anyways, would have been to just kick the one point and then try to get a stop and come back and get a field goal. Either way, why don't we take the pressure off now get the points that we're going to need to get anyways, which is a field goal, and then ask our defense to get a stop, which, by the way, they did, with the exception of a penalty that ended the game, except for the fact that they also had a penalty on that same play. So if it wasn't for that penalty, the Packers would have gotten the ball back, right? There's no scenario in which there's a definitive answer. I don't even think it's the right answer. I don't think you can make a case that the best scenario right there is to go for it try to get a touchdown, and then come back and try to get a two-point. How many two-point conversions did the Packers get out? Did they convert one ever? I feel like the two-point conversion is the Packers' Achilles heel. They can never stop them, and they can never convert them. But we're actually, you're, you're serious in saying that what we should have done is go for it on fourth and eight to try to get a touchdown, come back, get another two-point conversion, uh, kick the ball off, get a stop, and then maybe either go into overtime or try to get a, a field goal And then if it goes into overtime, we either have to drive down the field, get a score, or get a stop, drive down the field, and get a score. It wasn't to win the game. There was no opportunity to win the game here. If they get it on fourth and get a two-point conversion, then it's tied and we give it back to Tom Brady with two minutes left. So there's a lot of dumb people who don't really remember, don't really know, who want to buy into this, you know, especially that whole Jeopardy thing with whose idea was it to kick the field goal. The guy in charge who made the right decision. By the way, if Aaron Rodgers is upset about the field goal, maybe he should have done a better job in those three opportunities of actually getting a touchdown, right? That first play, he missed Lazard. Now, maybe Lazard ran the wrong way. I don't know. There was a miscommunication somewhere along the line. Lazard was running in. He threw it way behind him, like he expected him to run straight. I don't know. The second play, he overthrows Devontae. Then the next one is the one where a lot of people say he should have run for it. I don't think he would have got there, but he throws it at the feet of Devontae Adams. Didn't work. Blame whoever you want to blame, but it didn't work. Three opportunities to punch it in and couldn't do it. The right call is to kick a field goal, try to get a defensive stop, which again, they basically did. There were penalties all game on Tampa Bay that they let go. They didn't want to let this one go. And there was a penalty on Tampa right in front of a referee on the exact same play. Should have been offsetting penalties at best. Or you just let them play like every other play when Packers receivers were getting mugged all game. But nope, we're going to end the game on a penalty literally end the game on a penalty. It's just crazy. But it should have been a stop. Kevin King had done a little better job or just not just grab the guy's jersey, possibly maybe, you know, get a little bit more discreet with your cheating. Not again, you shouldn't have to because Tampa Bay did it all game, but Packers would have gotten the ball back. That was a stop. Now, instead of being down, you know, uh, eight points, you're down five points. And I'll be honest, even watching it, I understand he, you know, if you take a, a picture of it, you can see his jersey being pulled. That guy was running. You can't even see him break his stride, and the ball was way over his head, and it was a very late flag. And again, you can't you can see plain as day Rashawn Gary getting around the corner and getting choked from behind, arm around his neck, right in front of a referee. So yeah, I'm still upset about the outcome. Still think the Packers coulda, woulda, shoulda won. Still upset that a lot of players just didn't show up, like Kevin King and Billy Turner and several others, but those two are clearly the worst. 
But again, the idea that, you know, oh, you took the, the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. No, they didn't. It was in Aaron Rodgers' hands on first down, second down, and third down. Now the right decision is to kick a field goal. Don't let anybody tell you that that was the wrong decision, and especially if they're going to go down the path of saying that that's a fireable offense and worse than what happened with uh, not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line. They don't know what they're talking about. Brain damage. And again, that whole Jeopardy thing is a joke, especially with Aaron Rodgers playing it up like, huh. I don't know, man, right? Like, it's crazy. No, it's not crazy. It was the right decision. Anyways, I think I'm going to leave it at that. You folks enjoy your Saturday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.